Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, last week we had a special guest, and she's returning to uh, give us some more uh, insight into some cool stuff she's learning. Uh, Kathy, why don't you uh, introduce uh, somebody that you know pretty well? <laughs> yeah, this is my youngest daughter, Anna, who many of you are familiar with already now, but just love hearing her share stories of her faith and all that God's doing in her life. Um, so love that she was able to join us. We yeah. take her back to school here in just a few days. So yeah, yeah. We learned we had her and her friend Reagan on about their choices of college. She picked a manual downtown Boston by Fenway Park, uh, having a good time there. And then, um, how long, Anna, have you been uh, home for for Christmas break? What is that? How long is that um, for you? About a month. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you get you're heading back uh, next week to get back to school, huh? Yeah. What's your days. What's your class load like? What does that look like? It's a little bit heavier this semester than it was last semester. Um, I'm a double major in secondary education and chemistry. Mm-hmm. So part of my education degree is I do what's called a pre practicum this semester. So I'm going to be in a classroom once a week for three hours. So I'm super excited for that. Um, but it will we'll make a busier yeah, schedule we'll for sure. schedule a little bit, but um, should be manageable. So I'm excited. Is your, um, is your thought uh, with the double major that you're going to uh, be an educator in science? Yeah. So any secondary education degree has to be paired with a um, degree in your content area. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm working towards a chemistry degree and then I'll be able to teach any science class seventh through 12th grade. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So have you uh, blown many things up or? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. We haven't gotten this stuff yet. Proud proud mom moment though, as a freshman, sorry, I'm gonna brag about it. But as a freshman, she did pull off her first semester with a 4-0 and and doing that with a double major of education and chemistry, not a lot of people can pull that off. So I was proud of the work she put in for sure. Beautiful. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Um, how how uh, uh, how were you able to do that? Any did it? You know, can you? Do you have you got good study habits, and you can still have decent margin, or is it is it hard to accomplish that? Yeah, I um, I mean, it was definitely challenging, and I like worked hard, but. I've always been someone who liked planning my time and stuff like that. <laughs> so I think for a lot of people, the college transition is hard because you, it's more up to you to schedule out your time versus in high school, it was hard for me to be like held to such a strict schedule when I wanted to like create my own. So I've really enjoyed the college setup of um, you know, being able to go to class just for a few hours a day and then the rest of the time was mine to you know, decide what I needed to do with it. So I've really enjoyed that. And I feel like I actually have more margin now 
than I did in high school. That's great. Now, <laughs> if with with your with where you headed in your career at the end of your four years, do you typically then go immediately go get a master's? Do you actually go out and, and go into education and then get a master's? What what's your what's the typical path? Yeah, um, I would say it's about 50-50 what people do. I'm leaning right now towards not doing my master's right away. Um, I've heard a lot of um, pros and cons to both sides, but I think if I end up getting my master's, it'd be helpful to have a couple years under my belt of real classroom experience. Um, I feel like it would just make the master's a little bit more effective. Um, and I also have always felt like teaching was the starting point for me, but I don't see myself teaching in a classroom like until the day I retire. I don't really know what would be next after that, but um, I could see myself doing ministry stuff, um, especially like children's ministry, or I don't know, I have a, a million different ideas and passions, <laughs> but um, with teaching not being something I feel like I'm called to for life, I don't feel super motivated to get my master's right away if yeah. I'm only gonna teach Until you for... have a little more clarity. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into this, uh, things you're learning about step by step, but this is part of it is that obviously you got that question, you know, like, okay, what's mm -hmm. that going to look like? And then, of course, what's your career going to look like? Um, from our personal perspective, it would be like, well, just, why don't you just let me know now what's going to happen? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and God says, well, uh, lots, lots of uh, paths between here and there. Uh, we'll get there. Don't worry. I'll answer it. But, and don't you figure it out yet? And I'll tell you at the right moment, uh, wait for that to be at the right moment. And it is dependent on lots of things that are going to happen, which you can't even predict between now and then anyway. So uh, it'll be fun as we, as we follow you through the years here uh, to see how God, you know, answered that question. But it's, uh, you have the question and you know he'll answer it and you don't need to worry about it, you know, so that's, that's kind of a good thing. One thing, one thing you said last session, um, as you described, uh, by the way, the process of you've learned that God's will is not a destination, but a path and a step by step. And, and you talked about the two elements of that, of the logos word is true and I can rely on that, but then he's going to apply that personally through relationship step by step by step. So tell us uh, uh, what you're learning about that. And then uh, you said you might be able to give us a couple of examples that you can kind of help us process. What does that really look like when you when you do go step by step versus just give me the answer? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, we touched on this a little bit from last week's episode, but um, one thing I'm learning a lot through all these college decisions and um, and being at school is that, like I said last week, that God is a God of the journey and not mm -hmm. necessarily the destination. Um, and so one of the areas I comes to mind with that is, um, I think when your heart and your mind is set on the destination, it's really easy to come up with a million human-made assumptions about yeah. what the path looks like to get there. Mm. Um, and for example, I thought to myself, okay, Emmanuel's not really a Christian school and I'm being called there. So that means that I'm called there to share my faith with everybody I meet and that that will be, um, you know, every conversation I have is an opportunity to share my faith. And something that I learned from walking step by step 
was that God would actually prompt me, prompt my heart, speak through me when he wanted me to speak um, and prompted me to be quiet and just love people when that was his will. Um, so one area I think about is with my roommate who is not a Christian, um, but is very curious, very supportive, very open um, to learning. And I felt like God was saying like, hey, I'm really gonna use you in her life um, to bring her to know me. Um, and, and in my mind, again, that meant I meet her and I tell her <laughs> I tell her about the gospel and I, I bring her to youth group every week and whatever. And I felt like God was prompting me like time and time again of like, I don't actually want you to initiate this yet. I want you to show her what it means to love her well, like love her with my love. Um, and what's cool about that is I don't know her heart like God does. And God knew that she needed to see somebody who loved mm -hmm. her the way that God did before she needed to hear the gospel. Yeah, let's back and, up. Let's back up one step on that because, um, you know, you're going and obviously you could say, <clears throat> you know, I want a roommate that's a Christian. Um, you could have just said, I'll just evaluate. First of all, anybody that's got to be a Christian, then I'll, then I'll look at him. But how did you even have God tell you that this is the person and you understand something about that is you didn't restrict it. It's like, huh, interesting. Um, and I kind of know what, where you, what you have in mind here, but you don't know how, how it's going to play out. But how did you even come to that conclusion without yourself kind of putting yourself in a box of, I got I to gotta do it this way? Yeah. Well, I think any of those kind of decisions starts with, we were just talking the other day about having a surrendered heart. Mm -hmm. And we also were talking about how that's actually different at least the way that I think about the word, like a neutral heart, that mm -hmm. the call is actually to have a surrendered heart, not a neutral heart. Um, and that God doesn't ask me to not care. <laughs> you know, he's not saying like, oh, I want you to tell me, oh, I don't care who my roommate is, whatever you want, God. It's me saying, God, I want your will above my own. And so it's my will. I would love to have a roommate that's a Christian. I would love to have a roommate that's clean. I would love to have a roommate that <laughs> wakes up when I do or whatever it is. And I, and it's okay for me to tell God that. Um, but what it means to have a surrendered heart is to say, this is what I want, but I actually want what you want even more. Mm -hmm. um, and if you call me to a roommate that's different than any of my ideas of what my roommate should be, then my answer is still yes. So I think that was step one, was mm -hmm. coming to a place of surrendering that and then again asking more of those stepping stone questions and even as weird as it sounds like asking god what he wants me to ask him like what what do, what are you asking or what do you want me to ask you to take the next step in this journey and one of those questions for me was what are some characters character traits i should look for in a roommate um and i remember those where he said you know i want somebody who's dependable I want somebody who cares about school as much as you do, um, somebody who is supportive of your faith, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't feel like he was saying somebody who shares your faith, somebody that was supportive of your faith. Um, and so as I was starting to talk to different people, um, God continued to you know, prompt my heart and, and look for those character traits. And through conversations, those character traits were just so clearly portrayed in um, the girl I'm rooming with now. And, you know, he used different conversations too of, um, to, you know, make it clear to me that this was somebody that I actually would desire to room with, which was another mm -hmm. cool thing of like, maybe I came in with this list of desires, but 
because I was surrendered to God's will, he actually changed the desires of my heart to match what his will was. Right. And in fact, he knew more, you, you know, you knew what you thought your desires were mm. and he knew what would truly be the best yeah. for you and, right. and for Fleur, there's a bigger picture right. and for the campus as a whole, you know, yeah. all of these things, so much more is in play. And so I love, as she talked about that, I hope everybody caught that asking God what to even ask. Yeah. So as he gave you, when you ask him, okay, what do I ask? And he said, okay, I want you to ask me the character traits. This is how I'm going to help you sift through this information. This is how I'm going to guide you to truth and to making the decision. Um, that's a big thing. That wasn't ask me the character traits and then put down everything you think. It's ask and wait and listen, yeah. and I'm going to speak the traits that you're going to watch for. Yeah. I think it's also like trusting that when you are surrendered that like the holy spirit will move in you mm -hmm. like i remember there was another girl i talked to for a while and we had like facetimed and we were very similar in a lot of ways very sweet girl yeah, yeah super sweet like in my mind would have checked all the boxes and i didn't feel a piece about it um and then as i started talking to fleur and you know started talking about roommate stuff i felt a sense of peace about it and mm -hmm. i think if you know that you are surrendered then you can trust that those sort of inklings are the holy spirit guiding you and and when you're surrendered and you have landed on the you know decision that god desires there will be a peace that comes with that too great great well that's uh that's really a cool first of all just a great description of um even coming to that point of well who's who's the roommate and um I'm, I, I have ideas, but I'm surrendered to your, because you know best, and you have something in mind that I might not understand. And so he, he confirmed it, and you two, you know, two came together, and you confirmed that that's the person, and you knew something about that person. Yeah, they're not really a believer. Um, okay. Uh, you also then know something, just by definition, God's will for that person is what? He wants her to become a believer. Right. No, that's not fuzzy. Uh, right. Why? Well, because it says in Scripture, it's not his will that what? Any shall perish. Well, she's part of any, and therefore, I know that's your will. Now, Father, what's your, what's your role for me? Okay, so now pick it up and tell us how you're learning that step-by-step -step process now with her yeah. Uh, without you deciding, I need to, I need to, I need to, which, by the way, is where we tend to go is, well, therefore, mm -hmm. okay, I see what you did. I'll take it from here and mm -hmm. I'll hammer her with the gospel. Uh, right. and, and isn't that a good idea? Okay. How did mm -hmm. you learn that? Well, eh, maybe that's not what God had in mind. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So I think, like I said before, with like when we take that destination of like okay god ultimately wants her to know him um and if i were to just take that destination and run with it then my path to get there would be like you said all these assumptions of i need to do this i need to do this um and instead and that is still my like instinct at times I, this is like a daily decision to walk with him <laughs> this isn't like okay I, I like i'm surrendering it to you like that's that that's a daily choice um but that has brought about times when what I would think is best is not what God's calling me to. Um, and what I mean by that is there are times that I, you know, could easily 
tell Fleur the gospel or share X, Y, and Z about youth group. Um, and times that I feel like God's prompting me, like she's actually not ready to hear that yet. She just, she just needs you to love her well right now. Um, and what's been really cool is that we've actually had like so many God conversations and not a single one of them has been initiated by me. Um, and I've felt like time and time again, like your only mission right now is to love her well. Um, and like, I will do the rest. I will orchestrate the rest. And there have been times where I will literally walk into the room and Fleur will be like, so you say like you have a relationship with God, like, what does that look like? She'll just ask me things like that, that completely out of nowhere. Um, I'll come back from, I'm, I'm a part of a group called crew, which is like a Christian college group in Boston. Right. Um, I'll come back and she'll ask me what I learned there, like ask me what they <laughs> talked about. Um, and there are times that, you know, I feel prompted to invite her to a crew event or to share what I'm learning. Um, but I would say nine times out of 10, I am just called to, to model God's love, to model obeying God and living a life for him and living a life that looks different and that that's actually enough right now. And that's what she needs to see. Um, and I don't, I mean, I could guess the reasons behind that. Um, you know, maybe she was hurt by religion or hurt by the church and she needs to see what it means to just be loved. Um, but ultimately I don't know her heart. I don't know her past, um, like God does. And so again, just emphasizing the importance of walking with God step by step and asking him like, is this a time you want me to share? Is this a time you want me to be quiet? Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and there's you your, found that even in the classroom, you know? Yeah. 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 And as the, um, Again, because um, you're involved with uh, another person, and by the way, we're all involved with lots of people around us that have free wills and are going to do things and make decisions and impact, you know, uh, the path. And so, when you're when you're describing that, part of it is that um, it's not about God says, well, you need to give her that choice: are you going to accept Christ or not? It's, well, let's find out what her reaction is with her free will on the next thing. And then I'll have you, I'll have you help that step. Like you said, she says, hey, what, is that, what does that relationship look like? Probably you weren't thinking, um, I need to tell her what the, what the relationship looks like. Um, uh, it was, well, now that she said that, and that's what's on her heart, and that's her processing, I guess I, now, God, you want me to say something? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, you know, here it is, because it's, it's, what about what happened? The path, the step is, well, what about now? What happened today? And mm. now what? And that's now good. what? You know, and so that's what you're describing is that, well, she's got a free will. There's a step that she's taking, and all you got to do is respond as God so prompts you, and... And, and you, he said to you, uh, do it with a heart of love and don't try to get her anywhere. Just walk with her as I walk with her. And she'll get there, don't worry. You know? And so what a beautiful description of it. How, how, are you, how are you feeling about just that process alone, just for you? I think it's been really freeing to keep, I mean, I feel like, I, like I said, it's a daily choice and it's something that I have so much growing to do in. Um, but when I am obedient to that call, there's such freedom in knowing that, because it takes a, a pressure off of you too, of like, 
okay, I feel like God's calling me to this, but how do I get there? Yeah. Instead, it's, okay, I feel like God's calling me to take this small step right yep. now. Yep. So am I just going to be obedient in the now? And that's really all I have to worry about. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, we'll be excited to have you back and learn more about the story. I'm, I'm uh, believing, uh, just because of her interest, that there'll be a moment when she'll, she'll get it. You know, it'll it'll come together. It'll, it'll be fun day. I'm 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 excited to see how did that happen. <laughs> uh, that's going to be quite fun. Uh, I know another one that you're engaged in is um, uh, you're at a school that you're in a class of uh, probably what what's called comparative religions. What's what's that class about? Yeah, it's called philosophy of religion. So it's kind of more. It's not really teaching like a specific religion. It's more teaching like how do we go about these bigger questions when you're discovering a religion. Um, and it's been such a cool opportunity. Um, it's super discussion based. So it's just been really interesting to hear other perspectives. And even like I've grown up around Christians a lot. So to hear what non-believers or believers of other faiths think and how they question and mm -hmm. kind of where they're coming from has been really interesting. Um, and it's just been a super open, safe space to share my faith. Um, but again, that's been like, there are times that I feel like I'm supposed to just sit there and be quiet and listen. Um, and there are times that I feel like I'm supposed to speak boldly. So that's been a very um, big opportunity for me to learn what it means to walk step by step. Um, but it's been, it's been really cool. Yeah, so um, as you think about that, and you, and you said it is that I'm just uh, to engage, um, what do you understand about why God has said to you, there's nothing that you have to go do? Mm -hmm. um, what, what does that look like to you? What does that mean to you that you kind of understand that is, because you could say, well, I'm here and I know the truth. So I got to make sure everybody really gets hammered with the truth. Yeah. And you've, you've, you've had the opposite. God said, relax. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't have to go do anything. Um, just uh, just be there, engage. And there's a lot of times where I'm going to ask you, you're going to know an answer, but I'm going to ask you not to say anything. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like for you? And what does that do for you to have that perspective? Yeah, I think it comes back to having a relationship with God and that being a, a very personal thing. Um, because knowing that God you know, wants to speak to me, wants to spend time with me, and that his purpose in that is actually for me to know him better, not even for me to accomplish something. Mm. So kind of changing that mindset. Mm. And with that, I think like there is a call. Mm. Um, and there are times that, that I am called to do something and say something. But when that's the case and I'm spending time with God, I'm at his feet, any of that call or that action comes from a place of overflow instead of a place of like needing mm -hmm. to do something. That's been an overflow has been like a huge word for me this semester uh, because sometimes I do feel like I fall into like putting pressure on myself of like I'm not doing enough um, and feeling like it's a it's a burden of like trying to do all of these things and share my faith and check these boxes and anytime I feel that I can always point it back to me not being at God's feet um, mm -hmm. and whenever I am you know diligent and spending time with Him. And investing in that relationship, anything he's calling me to gets to come from that place of overflow of like 
a desire to share his love because I'm just literally overflowing yeah. with it. And it's it's more effortless. It's just exactly. allowing, you know, being testament or a testimony to what he's yeah. actually just doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Kathy, maybe you could comment, um, uh, you know, animate a statement that's profound uh, that actually my life is just to get to know him better. Um, And out of that flow will come, don't worry, I'll have plenty of opportunity to serve the kingdom and Mm -hmm. to get answers to my my path. But maybe you could, because I know you've had that great perspective. Uh, what, What can you help us understand about just that? If we can just grab hold of that, how, how beautiful that life would be. Right. So one of the things, even just this last year, I think I've shared this on here before, but there's a verse. Um, I want to say it's Mark 4.13. It's Mark. It's got a four in it. It's got a three in it in some order. Um, but I think it's Mark 4.13 when when Jesus is talking about he's calling the disciples and he's and it says in there that he called them basically to be with him right. and then to send them out. And that's an anchor verse for me. And that's been something that he really, um, really has taught me again, that I always say this now, intimacy always precedes power and assignment. Jesus's first desire was to be with his disciples and everything sprung out of that until they were with him. He never sent them. And that is where the power came from, too, was simply being with him. And that's been something that um, Anna and I have lots of long pillow talk conversations on this all the time, just the sweetness of intimacy with Christ. And I think um, so often because of culture and because um, of how we find our value, honestly, in what we do or what we produce, and that is a norm in American culture, um, is that we are we are valued by what we create, you know, and what we actually produce. And we let that flow into our our spiritual life as well and our relationship with God. And we put these expectations on ourselves that um, really run contrary to that. I think the reason people struggle with the verse, John 15, five, that apart from me, you can do nothing is we're told all the time we need to be doing and we're capable of doing. and. And he's bringing us back to, no, it's apart from me. I I want you with me. When you're with me, it's out of the overflow. And that's just the natural result of intimacy with me. Yeah. So I think we have a lot of conversations in our house about intimacy with God. And and if it's not starting there, whenever Anna said she can tell when she hasn't done it too, when I'm starting to feel burdened by something, or feeling like it's it's something really hurt, heavy to carry, or I can't believe I have to do this again or whatever. Nine times out of 10, that's because I've suddenly started doing it on my own strength instead of out of the overflow of my intimacy with him. And if we can put ourselves in regular rhythms of being with him yeah. and learning to truly enjoy what it is simply to be in his presence, honestly, 24 seven, in that posture, and I'm still working on it. You know, I, I, I get it right sometimes when all the stars align, but there are days when, you know, I have to remind myself constantly to re-surrender and, hey, I'm not asking you to just do, do, do. I'm asking you to be, step back and be. And if there's things that need to be eliminated or something that needs to come off the plate for you to be with me, that's first. Nothing else matters till we're there. Yep. And Anna, as we finish this uh, time together, um, Describe uh, 
are you enjoying, what are you enjoying about just that element of it, of I get to be with him, I'm learning more of him, and I'm just in relationship to him. What are you, what are you enjoying about that? Good question. Um, I think there's definitely a big like community side to it. Like I said, I, um, I'm part of a Christian group called Crew, and that's a bunch of different Boston schools that come together. Um, and what I found is that college kids that go out of their way to come to a Christian group are pretty serious about their faith. Um, so that's a really uplifting thing for me to be in personal relationship with God and then get to share that with people who are also in personal relationship and to be able to encourage each other in that. Um, so that's really sweet. And like I said before, too, just the, the peace and the joy mm. in knowing that it's not all up to me and even just the excitement and knowing that God actually wants to spend time with me yeah. um, is like the most wild, weird thing to me, but it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, I don't know, I just find a lot of joy in that too and, and getting to spend time with him and kind of having that as an anchor too of, you know, obviously God wants to spend time with us when things are going well and, thing, and when things aren't going well, but it is such an anchor of, you know, when the rest of everything going on is chaotic and busy and um, crazy, I can come back to knowing that there's peace and hope and joy in spending time with him. Mm. And so, I think something that I would just add to that, that I see in her life and I see in my own too, but um, that's fun to see is truly that, um, that being with him. Like once you taste that being with him, that is where the greatest joy is. That is where the greatest adventure is. That is where things you just don't want to miss out on are, yeah. right? And so you, you can't help but want that more because that is where true life is. Yeah. And the rest of it all kind of falls to the side because, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we were made for. So it's like, I can, I can chase, you know, success in the world's eyes and I can chase X, Y, and Z, but I will never feel as fulfilled or satisfied as I am when I'm chasing God, because that's what I was created to do. So there is this <laughs> excitement and fulfillment mm -hmm. too and and being like okay like this is what i was made for yeah so kathy what do you think of this 4.0 that uh, understands this <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool i tell you what god's got plans for this chickie <laughs> yeah yeah it's going to be exciting I'll, I'll look forward to someday coming to your wedding so that's going to be fun <laughs> it's going to have to be oh, cool. we're going to have a fun party with that one <laughs> yeah well, uh, thank you, Anna, for uh, sharing. Uh, you're just, it's so beautiful to know you're receiving it. You have it, you're living it, and now you can communicate it. And the way you communicate it is so beautiful. It's so well said and clear. It's very clear. I just pray that everybody really receives what you've said and says, you know, I'd like to live that way too. And it's not that complicated. Just get in the word and ask God to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it'll be quite fun. So thank you so much. We wish you well uh, in your next semester and enjoy going down to Boston and be fun with your uh, roommate and then uh, your classes and uh, look forward to seeing you in the summer. So, uh, Father, we thank you for this uh, lovely uh, daughter of yours that uh, loves you and you love her and you just like being with her uh, and you want her to get to know you more and more. And may we all receive that as your heart for us and the joy of that, the adventure of that, uh, and the excitement of serving your big, bigger purposes. And uh, what a privilege. And I, may you give her the covenant life that you have planned for her as she walks with you step by step. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.
Amen. All right. Well, well thank we'll you for joining yep. us, everyone. Thank you, Anna, for sharing all of those stories with us. And if yeah. you have questions, guys, send them in to questions at afjministry.com. And we would love to talk to you about them. So yep. have a great yep. day, everyone. Right. Thanks again. See you soon. If you have any questions for Anna, too, also let us know. We'll, we'll have you have her answer, help answer them. So she's got a lot of wisdom. Thanks, Anna. See That's you soon. True. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.